good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Scripture? Welcome to the podcast today, and we're once again going to jump right into our daily Bible reading and just some little choice nuggets that we can mine out of the Word of God to help us to set our own spirits and our minds uh, in keeping with the Word of God, to properly adjust our minds and our our hearts and our affections and things. That's one of the reasons why I have to turn to the Word of God every day, because it will help adjust my thoughts so that I'm thinking God's thoughts after Him. Uh, because I, I'm all too prone to thinking my own thoughts, and that always gets me in trouble. So I need a, a uh, an an inflexible guide and uh, expose of what is actually right and wrong. What is dependable and what is shifting and what i find in god's word is that very promise about what it'll do for me spiritually so i welcome you to the podcast today and we're going to turn our attention i was reading recently through the bible reading program and i made a note on numbers chapter 11 and that's where we're going to find ourselves for a few moments today and hopefully that will jar in you something or spur in you a a desire to be more Christ-like and conform to the scripture. Well, most of you have read uh, your Bible before. If you're not reading through it right now, you've read in your Bible before of of this particular event in the life of Israel. Uh, If you're reading through numbers right now, you've already come past this place, but I couldn't help but pause and reflect on Numbers chapter 11 and verse 1, in which the Bible says, Now the people, referring, of course, to Israel, Now the people became like those who complain of adversity in the hearing of the Lord. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some of the outskirts of the camp. The people therefore cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died out. So the name of that place was called Taberah, because the fire of the Lord burned among them. Now, when I read that particular verse, it just jars my memory to think of all the things that have happened since Israel, through the book of Exodus, left the nation of Egypt. Uh, When God delivered Israel from slavery in Egypt, he actually intended, and it was his stated purpose even to Moses, to lead them into a promised land that flowed with blessing and and prosperity, milk and honey, as the Bible puts it. But uh, unfortunately, the children of Israel were not really compelled to be obedient to that plan and uh, to cooperate with what God designed to benefit them. Boy, is that not unlike the human condition everywhere, that God has a perfect plan and a perfect structure for us to follow, that if we do so, it will make life harmonious, it'll make life pleasant, uh, because that's what God intends for us, is to lead us along as we're obedient to Him. Uh, The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the way of the transgressor is hard. Boy, is that the case. But those that are righteous, the Lord delights in leading them into into blessing and prosperity. And uh, and I'm not talking just materialism. I'm talking about just spiritual blessing, peace, satisfaction, and contentment. But as is so often the case as human beings, we have a rebel spirit and we want to run away from that. 
Uh, if you read the book, uh, these first five books of Moses, you're going to find that it didn't take them very long. They got out of slavery in Egypt and the Israelites began to complain and fought against God and, and nearly every step of the way. As a matter of fact, if you count them up, there are there are 14 separate times uh, that Israel complained uh, very uh, very vociferously to the Lord. I mean, they just cried out in their complaints in, in such a a nasty, uh, uh, ungracious, unthankful spirit that it just nauseated the very heart of God. As a matter of fact, Moses was just frustrated uh, at the at the the amount of unbelief after even after all that God had done for them, you know, if God parts the Red Sea for you, and then He puts your food daily on the ground, so all you've got to do is bend over and pick it up, and then He provides you with so much meat in terms of quail that you you you're stuffed to the gills and you can't eat any more. And yet, still find room to complain. That's a commentary on the human condition. But we also know, though, is it not true? It's not just an Israelite issue. But we know that the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible says that with many of them, God was not pleased. Chapter 10 and verse 5, they were overthrown in the wilderness and the Bible says that, uh, verse 6, these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And you can go back and read that sometime. But in 1 Corinthians 10, the Bible says that the Israelites struggled with idolatry. Uh, verse 7, it says that in 1 Corinthians 10, neither be ye idolaters as some of them were. And then in verse 8, uh, don't let us commit uh, fornication as some of them committed. Uh, verse 9, neither let us tempt or test Christ as some of them did. And then in verse 10, uh, remarkably in this last accusation of God against the Israelites in the wilderness and the source of why he was so displeased with them, it says this, neither murmur ye as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Verse 11, now all these things happened unto them for examples, and they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Well, I think this is a remarkable thing that should uh, cause us to think a little bit today, even about our own personal life. Uh, there are so many of us that struggle in the wilderness, that time between God's deliverance, that salvation that he provided, that redemption, that release from bondage, that we wander around in the wilderness and we have to learn our spiritual lessons and grow in the Lord Jesus Christ. It would really be nice that if we, when we're saved, we immediately arrive at the promised land. Uh, but the reality is that God has his intention and design is to shape us and to mold us and to help us to gain wisdom and learn to be more like Christ. And uh, the process of that includes wandering around in the wilderness and dealing with our own sin. I think I mentioned before in this podcast, uh, in another in another podcast, that it only took God one night to get Israel out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of Israel. Uh, that is really the truth. That's what God does with us. So we see why we struggle so much with our own journeys, our own struggle and uh, with slavery to sin, to learn the 
the uh, to walk in obedience to God. Uh, the people complained to Moses that because of him and his talk of a promised land, uh, Pharaoh made things worse for them. Uh, when the, they complained, when Moses they came to Moses and said, "Just leave us alone. Just let us be. It's an impossible situation. Uh, it's never going to work out for us." And so they came and blamed Moses. Then the people complained about the bitter water at one of their rest spots and camping places. The people complained about being hungry. God gave them manna. The people complained about being thirsty. He brought water from a rock. The people forsook the Lord. Uh, and it, it was just a constant pattern in their existence as they wandered in that desert. And, you know, it's interesting that even when you look up the Hebrew word for complaining or murmuring, it's an interesting word that's pronounced like hapo. And it's a word that is used primarily to describe the action of the nose. You ever heard somebody say, well, humph, or, you know, they blow out, they puff out their nose uh, make that little huh no noise, and that's what this word is referring to. That frustrated, almost undetectable, under the breath puff and complaint. But the Israelites weren't content to leave it there. They wanted to voice their complaints very loudly, uh, and that's what I'm suggesting that God really does take notice of today. Let's close with this podcast and understand some important points. Number one. Uh, If you read Numbers 11 and verse 1, it becomes very clear very quickly that God is displeased when he hears the complaining of his people. That's very true in those first three verses. Uh, It may seem at first glance as if God's response to the complaining of the people was harsh when you read that. But all that does is reveal the the, uh, heartache and the grieving and even the anger uh, at, uh, at the complaining of his people. Uh, we're not even told specifically here in chapter 11 what it was that they were complaining about. Uh, and But that's always true with us. We can always find something to grouse about, something to just voice our, our murmuring, complaining spirits. And let's note today that God takes such a dim view of that that he uttered a very harsh harsh uh, response to it. Uh, And so that's important for us to remember today that when you're tempted to engage in that kind of a complaining spirit and let it rule you throughout this day, because there's there's never going to be a shortage of things for you to look uh, to complain about. And oftentimes Satan will use that as a means of distracting you from your walk with the Lord. So I want to challenge you today that if you have a complaining negative spirit, remember God takes that dim view of it. Not only that, but if you keep reading this chapter in verses four through six, you'll learn that it quickly spreads in a harmful influence to everybody else around you. It's contagious. It catches on to people. Uh, Verse 4 says, the mixed multitude who are among them yielded to that. They gave in to it. And it's catchy. Not only that, verses 10 through 23 say it, it really does put a terrible burden on the work of the Lord. It makes it so hard to get the things done that need to be done uh, with a complaining spirit in the ministry. And of course, it provokes the Lord to discipline the grumblers. You see that throughout the chapter. So I want to challenge you today. Uh, have that spirit of thanksgiving. Consider what this passage is talking about. 
uh, and what see what complaining does. It displeases the Lord. It contaminates everybody else. It makes the work of the Lord a horrible burden. And in the end, the Lord's not going to put up with it. So why don't we cultivate a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of, of joy and thankfulness for what the Lord has done for us. Why don't you take that time to do that today and ask God to do a great thing in opening your eyesight to all His blessings to you. God bless you. 